This podcast contains sensitive content which some may find disturbing. Information shared here should not be construed as medical advice. If you or someone you love needs help with trauma, chronic pain, or anything else we discuss here, please seek out a medical professional. All resources shared are for entertainment purposes only. All content represents the opinions of Kim and Anna and any special guests and do not necessarily reflect the positions of any organizations they work for. This is not ideal, but we're going with it. A mother-daughter podcast about chronic pain, trauma, mental illness, and more. Kim is a trauma therapist and certified addiction counselor who lives in Pennsylvania, USA. And her daughter, Anna, is a scoliosis sufferer and trauma survivor living in the tropical north of Australia. Join us each week as they discuss topics from their life experiences. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. This is Not Ideal, but we're going with it, the podcast. I'm Kim and I'm the mom. And I'm Anna. I'm the daughter. And welcome to our season four, episode one comeback recording because we have been, yes, we've been MIA for a while and now we're back. And thank you for welcoming us back with open arms. We have been. We've lost about 50% of our listenership. Which which... is shocking (laughs) that 50% have hung on. We haven't posted in like at least four months. To those of you still hanging on, thank you. You're precious to us. (laughs) But but to those of you who left, come back. (laughs) We're still here. We still have things to say. (laughs) Which really is the most shocking part of it all, that after four seasons, we're still, or after three seasons, but that we still have anything left to say. We definitely do. And also, let me apologize ahead of time. I am suddenly now getting the virus that your dad has had for literally three weeks, despite my constant constant prodding for him to do something about it. It's just been lingering and lingering. I wonder how that works. How does a person living with another person take three weeks to get an illness? That the other person. Well, I mean, it could be just the constant exposure to him and my poor immune system being like, we can do this, we can fight it. And maybe then I went out and got exposed to something else and it oh. snuck in the back door. I, that's all oh, I can oh. imagine. Well, are you taking your elderberry still? I was at Hobby Lobby today. Yes, I take elderberry. Hobby Lobby. Oh my word. Speaking of freaking Hobby yes. Lobby, have you heard about how they like smuggled? Oh, that's old news. <laughs> They smuggled like priceless artifacts from Afghanistan that's, or something. That's like that's like a year ago, Anna. Well, I get news more slowly on my side of the world. What I was looking for was a room uh, divider to hide oh, the hot water that's tank. That's right. And did you find one? I did. Yeah, nice. And the one I found had a mark on it, and so I asked for a discount, and she only gave me three dollars off, well, which to me well, didn't even. Well, I don't want to say, but it was only three dollars off. Well, you have and, to say because if it was I, like a ten dollar thing, then okay, that's it was 30%. An, it was an eighty nine. It was an eighty nine dollar room divider oh that sounds nice it had a mark on it and she said i'll give it to you for 85 and i was like "Mm, that's way not enough like you should be paying me three dollars just for having this conversation with you this conversation (laughs) exactly i feel like waiting for you to come and give me four dollars is yeah not my favorite but anyway i bought it i was gonna buy it for the full price anyway hold on if she sold it to you for 85 and it was originally 89 that's four dollars off yes i know yeah four dollars and some change but anyway so (laughs) 
I got the room divider. It looks, it covers up the hot water tank where I do my exercising. The hot water tank was. You don't do your exercising in the hot water tank. You just, she exercises near the hot water tank. <laughs> and the hot water tank was impacting my mojo. So I needed yeah, it covered true. up. It was making me feel like. It was like, bringing down the feng shui at the place for sure. Exactly. So, so does so. dad tolerate the room divider or does he not like it? He hasn't seen it yet. But huh, anyway. Well, there's the real test. Yes. So what I wanted to say was we have been gone since November. That was our last episode that we posted with Dr. Mark Talbot. Great episode. If you haven't heard it, please go back and listen to it. But here we are after going through Christmas and we also went to Maui and, and we met each other in Maui and we, we, did. we did post some pictures on our social media of that trip, right? Uh, no, I didn't. Not on our podcast Well, page. we need to now. Well... I agree. Our poor listeners. <laughs> I agree. Our poor listeners have been like, where are they? All yeah, five of them probably, are like, what? <laughs> they probably thought that we were calling it quits, but that's wishful thinking, my friend, because we're back. <laughs> yes. And I will start back up with social media. I just got tired. You've had some exciting things with your citizenship and your... Well, exciting if it's an, if it's in a negative way. Well, let's hear about what's, it. What's the negative version of the word exciting? Apprehensive? No, that's in the future. Discouraged? Yes, I have been discouraged. It's true. So as some of you may know, I graduated with my dual bachelor's degree late last year in December. Despite many challenges with having to move several times and true. also your back issues. Yes, my undergraduate degree got delayed like a good five or six times between all the surgeries that I had and all the different moves that I've done. And COVID. Yes, true. And also COVID. That's true. Anyway, but I finally graduated. I actually graduated uh, summa cum laude, which was really exciting. That was one of my goals. And then I got into law school, which is also exciting, which is interesting because I have been vacillating for a while on whether or not I want to become a psychologist or a lawyer. We've been talking about that for a while and trying to figure that out because you're obviously gifted in a lot of different areas. Oh, thank you. Especially in the area of argument. Let's put a caveat on that, though. Not like fighting. I'm not a, it's not that I like to like, you know, fight with people. No. Like calm, rational articulation of a point of view. Yes, I love that. Yeah, should I have said debate? Debate is better, yeah, than argument okay. has some negative mm-hmm. baggage attached to it. Yeah, when I was sharing with you that you could put those efforts to much use in psychology because psychology and working with clients is very much empowering the client to make an argument or to win the argument with their past or with their pain. And you said that was not exactly the track you were on. Yeah, that's true. My personality type, I have found, for better or for worse, is one that's much less let me help you achieve something great and much more Hmm. stand aside. (laughs) Oh, no. I am going to just do this thing that needs to be done because I, I cannot maintain sanity any longer waiting for you to do it. I just need to do it. Right. So please just stand aside and then we'll reconvene afterwards, which is, I think, much more of a lawyer standpoint than a... Right. Because you really enjoy being an advocate for your friends and for different situations where you can write the letter or address the management or confront the power, the powers that be. I collect friends with social anxiety, much like you, mom, used to collect those little clowns, those little porcelain clowns. (laughs) Go on your shelves. 
Whatever, whatever happened to those? I don't I know. Those. They freaked Where me out they? like nothing else, though, back when they were still in the basement and I used to have to sleep down there and we would visit grandma and grandpa. Oh, I wonder if they're in the box under the stairs. Maybe. Maybe they are. Ooh. Yes, I, I used to collect clowns. <laughs> That's true. Whatever happened to my hobbies? <laughs> I don't know, but I'll tell you I, what happened to mine. You know, you know what happened to that hobby is that your dad is anti knickknack. That's so true. So he is. I never he could totally put them out. Is. They would always be. He's a put away man, and I'm yeah. a set out. Person. What's the word that he calls <laughs> stuff like that? Oh, he's got a number of interesting words. Crapola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Come get your crapola. Is what. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he doesn't see the beauty and the loving kindness of an item that has, <laughs> you know, representative emotional value uh, and sentimental. What do you call value. that when you look at an item? Value. And it sentimental, yes. <laughs> He's not into that. He's into clear it out and shove it back and wipe it yeah, down so and, and keep it put away. So anyway, yeah. So those clowns. <laughs> Are we still on the clowns? I those clowns. I forgot about those clowns until you just mentioned oh, wow. it. I want okay. those. But anyway, yes. How do we get on that? We got on that because I collect friends who have social anxiety. Almost all of my friends have oh. some kind of, of social anxiety. And yes. because of that, I find that I can compliment their personalities in a great way by being there for them when they need someone to help them quit their job or ask for a raise or fight the hair salon that did them dirty. <laughs> Or go to their real estate and demand that the real estate agent be treating them better or their landlord or, you know, et cetera. Mm, mm -hmm. And even though that's not anywhere near the level of an actual lawyer, it's true that when I was younger, that did, I did really love doing that. So. And you enjoy applying logic and it's true. just intense argument to achieve results. Yeah. Well, if you, if you can make an airtight argument, you can seriously, it's like you can use rational reasoning as like iron chains to just bind someone up and be like, you can't get out of what you've done and now you need to make it right. And there's no way you can talk your way out of it. So either compensate me or quit your job. <laughs> it's got to be one or the other. You enjoy that. It's true because I, I feel like people need to be held accountable. That's the real thing because I have hmm. been dealt with so many people in my life and the specialty I'm hoping to go into in law now, and granted it's changed a couple of times. Originally I thought I wanted to be criminal defense. Then my dad convinced me out of it. Now, I think that I would love to be a medical lawyer who deal with mm -hmm. holding doctors accountable. I feel like there need to be mm -hmm. people out, out there in these streets fighting to keep people mm -hmm. who have already a lot of power, fighting to keep those people accountable. I think that's interesting that you're interested in holding higher level medical doctors yeah. or even medical facilities. I would imagine there's a lot of money in it's true. that whole they field. They are coincidentally mm -hmm. the, the highest paid specialty of law. Of law. So anyway, that has Probably been... because the people they're going after have so much money. Like what region of the world would you go after if you really wanted to fry some big fish? I would say either finance or medical, you know? Right. But the problem is that's true in our country, but not in your country, right? Because you're socialized medicine. Well, we have socialized medicine, but it's still an unbelievably wealthy sector of, of society. We have private really? hospitals. Oh, okay. yeah. We've, we have the same things that you guys have. It's just that we also have a socialized system 
so that basically you can pick between the level of care that you guys have there and you can pay for it or you can pay you can not have to pay anything and still get all the life-saving care you need for free you just have to wait slightly longer or you know maybe be in a room with other people like it's not bad it's just yeah so you have options. Despite being accepted into a few law schools and choosing the one you want to go to, you have had to be put on hold for that. Tell I have us put why. myself on hold. Saying I've been put on hold sounds like somebody else did it. I had to put myself on hold because here's the thing. With coronavirus, the citizenship ceremonies of this country. So you can pass. You can apply for citizenship. First, you have to apply for a permanent residency visa. Then a couple of years later, you get granted the permanent residency visa. One year after becoming a permanent resident, you can apply to be a citizen. And then after you apply for that, you normally get called in for the interview and the test about a year after that. And so I had completed my interview and my test and I passed everything with flying colors. I got 100% on my citizenship test. Hold on. Hold on. Let me ask you a question. From the first thing you did for citizenship to today, and also given that you are married to a native-born Australian, how long has this process taken? Well, I applied when I first got married. So like five and a half years. Wow. So now you're at five and a half years. You've passed the test. You've passed the interview. Yeah. And and now now because of coronavirus, the caps on the ceremonies are so much lower that a bunch of us got bumped to the next one. And I was included in that. And why does that impact you going to law school if you've already done your bachelor's degree without your citizenship, you may ask? Well, because we paid for my bachelor's degree up front and out of pocket, which was manageable, but my law degree will be 160000 170000 over three mm. years. So mm-hmm. a lot more expensive. <laughs> I think it would be about 60000 a year. Mm-hmm. And that's just not quite manageable. So... <laughs> And, and and once you become a citizen, yeah. you get uh, access to essentially free education. You do accrue a student debt, which then you have to pay back if you get a job in your field paying over a certain amount. And then you pay it back incrementally based on your paycheck. So the most you'll ever pay back per paycheck is 1%. And that's only if you're making over uh, six figures uh, in your in your salary. So, so sorry, go ahead. In this journey, if you were talking to somebody who is just starting pursuing citizenship with Australia, what would you tell that person? I would say it's definitely a marathon. And not a sprint. Yeah. So just try to conserve your resources, both financial and mental and emotional. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Until, yeah. Truth be told, I think I would go up to him and be like, make sure it's worth it for you. Because <laughs> like, it's worth mm. it for me, for sure. I love this country. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're only, say you're keeping your dual citizenship, like for instance, I'm keeping my dual citizenship, mm-hmm. but I know that I'm most likely never going to move back to the United States. Like I, this, mm-hmm. I, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But if there's a dual citizen who's like thinking of living here for maybe the next three or four years, and then they're going to move back to where they uh, have their other citizenship, mm-hmm. I would say probably don't go for citizenship. Just a permanent residency mm. is fine. Because you get almost all the same perks as a permanent resident. You can come live here whenever you want. Just you can't go to grad school. No, you can. You just have to pay for it all yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right, right. And I guess I was under the impression if you married 
in Australian that that would speed the process up, but I guess that's not the case. One would think, one would think, yeah, especially with all the hubbub in the States about how nervous people get over like green card marriages and things like that. And how, Mm -hmm. you know, there's this idea that if you marry an American, that then it's like automatic, you know, this unstoppable force of you getting your, yeah, you getting your green card and getting your citizenship. First of all, a green card is not the same thing as citizenship. It is so much harder to get citizenship for a country than it is to get work and study rights or permanent residency. Mm-hmm. But second of all, it is infinitely easier in the US to get your citizenship than it is, I think, here. Granted, I've never had to fight for citizenship in the US, but here, mm-hmm. holy cow. <laughs> thousands and thousands and mm. thousands of dollars constant like interviews police checks even medical checks like they just it's wild and let me ask you this you don't currently have any children but if you had a child what citizenship would that child <clears throat> he would inherit have? both he or she would inherit both really yeah, didn't know that. yeah yeah citizenship through what's the word through parental something proxy <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe. It'd be. But yeah, no. So that's been a lot that's been going on. Hold on, hold on. I have to tie up the story about law school. So I got... Basically, I couldn't get my citizenship in time, which means now I have to wait for the next ceremony, but they only have one ceremony like every six months, every five months or so. And so Mm -hmm. now I have to wait at least until this next ceremony, which is going to be in May. And Mm -hmm. if I get invited to that one, which I'm told that there's a chance that I wouldn't get invited until the one in September. So I'm really, really Mm. hoping and praying that I, that I'm able to go Mm. to this one. And then if I do, then I can start shortly thereafter. So I just have to wait, but it's frustrating to have to wait. Anyway. Okay. That's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Got it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yes. And so there has been a lot going on. Plus, just with getting through COVID, we're finally coming down the home stretch of COVID in our country. Where are you at in your country? Actually, real quick, I do want to retract what I said about it being easy to become a citizen in the United States because I have no idea about that. And I'm sure that there are people who really have fought and fought and fought for that and have had a really hard time. So no- So I want to retract that. So noted. I just also, it's your also really hard in this country. Noted. It's probably hard everywhere. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for noting that in the minutes. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Emotion, read it, read emotion it has been made. No, read it back. Emo- emotion has been made to retract Anna's statement. Do I hear? Do I hear a second? Yay. Do I do I have a motion to approve? I second it's it. It's just you and me, babe. What do we say? Okay, good. It's right. mo- the All motion right. is passed. Your words will be retracted. Um <laughs> But what I was going to ask, yeah. what, what was I just saying? Oh, oh, you also just asked where we're at with with the coronavirus pandemic yes. here. Please, and just on, on February twenty five, we all uh, were just able to start not wearing masks anymore. So now we only have to wear masks in hospitals and uh, during travel. And also at, at indoor okay. music festivals, which I'm not sure if they mean that to mean like clubs <laughs> or if that's like a weird like Coachella, but indoors, if, they, if they're thinking of like one specific event. I'm not sure. Huh. Yeah. I guess I guess the mindset is people at music festivals do a lot of singing. Well, and so there's a lot, lot of exhaling and maybe they want... <laughs> You want to contain that? <laughs> I think it's more that like everybody is right up against each other, jumping up and down and breathing a lot. And they're all like in a, hmm. they're very close confined quarters, you know, like tuberculosis, was mm-hmm. like wildfire in there. Only now it's coronavirus. 
And over here, we've definitely been less on the masks and every day there's new, like no more masks is required. However, you still go to a store and some stores will say like, please wear a mask. And then I I always keep one because I never know. I just, I like to put it on in case I don't want to offend anybody. So then I'll put it on, but then you look around, you're the only one with a mask and you're like, oh, do I take it off? It's just, uh, so So true. I have moments like that too. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of a weird social. It's a delicate day. <laughs> it's a delicate dance. I like that. All that to say, we're glad to be back. We've missed you all. Anything else that we need to update them on, Anna? From our last episode in November to today, that's almost four months. Do you realize season one we did 16 episodes? Season two, I think we did 17 episodes. And do you know Do you know how many episodes we did in season three, this last season? Eight. Six. Six? Yes. All right. I think. Wow. Well. So we need to at least do half that many, oh. but hopefully more. No, we're doing more than three this season. We're not just going down by halves now. We need to do. What if we, we made the three episodes like the best episodes ever? Then again, this is episode one, so never mind. That. Yeah, we that's are already, already sunk off track. Up. So, but listen, we need, they always say in the podcast world, you need to hang in there for four years. Does our year three really count as a whole year if it was only six episodes? I think it does. Sadly. So yes. So this is this is our year. So listeners, stay with us. We're gonna get through this year and see what it may what it may have. We still are pursuing all of our old interviewees. Maybe maybe (laughs) season four. It might be season four that we that we finally have that. And if you guys want a little teaser as to what this season is gonna be like, we originally planned on having this episode be about ADHD. ADHD. I think we have just inadvertently through you and I going through so many different topics. I want to talk about ADHD, which if you don't know, means attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder. Something that some people don't sometimes know is that people will be like, oh, not ADHD, ADD. And that's- Which is not a thing. That's right. It's attention deficit hyperactivity disorder inattentive or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder hyperactive or you can have combined, ADHD right. Com- combined right so that that's just some that's just some free knowledge out there but i think we should wait to talk about ADHD until our next episode because i currently have a good friend here who is struggling right now as she's getting diagnosed with ADHD. She's She has realized that she has a lot of the telltale signs of it and she's feeling like it's really disrupting her life. And so she's considering going to a doctor and figuring that out soon. And I think we should have her on to talk about what it's like to realize as an adult that you have ADHD. Okay, that sounds great. Okay, perfect. You can talk to her. Yeah, All because right. I would like, there are, there are tons of myths. So true. There are tons of incorrect information women in adhd is a real issue a lot of them yeah. are missed so true some people don't realize adhd in women that's what happened to my friend they may not be hyperactive physically but they can be hyperactive emotionally yeah. so there's a lot of really interesting things with adhd and how it can impact even trauma and your experience of traumatic events so we would love to talk about that so we'll do that next next episode perfect i love it Sounds good. Anything else for this episode? Yes, I would like to know one last thing, which is how are you doing today? Me? Yeah, you. Well, today was my day off and it was good. It was a good day. 
Did you accomplish yeah. something big or was it just a rest day? I did accomplish something big. I'm working on, I'm, I'm on a committee of wonderful people who are trying to work on a plan, which is my dream and also theirs, <laughs> of a one-stop facility for people with trauma and addictions where they don't have to wow. go to a million different places. They can just get everything they need oh. in one place. That would be excellent. So so what are the, what would the different offerings be? Well, and, and that is, that's what we were working on today, which is the, of course, the therapeutic element, which is what I'm really interested in. I'm, I'm interested in all of it, but uh, psychiatric care, dental care, mm. uh, relationship, detachment stuff. You guys you have, need, psych- would you have psychiatrists as well to be able to prescribe medication? We're dreaming big. So the, the dream is that it would be everything you need because when you're dealing with addiction, you're already overwhelmed. Well, and it's just the whole helping system tends to be a shaming yeah. uh, uh, experience. So you get re-traumatized just by coming forward just by doing it to get help. And so it would be a shame-free, excellent, clinical, evidence-based, but everything you need in one place, transportation. Because a lot of times if you are struggling yeah. with addiction, you, you get your license taken away. So yeah. then you can't drive to these 17 different places that you need to go. Hormone therapy. This is a big one that I'm... Yeah. I, I really feel like because medications often impact your hormone they definitely balance. do yeah and sometimes it feels like the medications are working but what might be happening is it's just changing maybe changing you already came to the medication with hormone imbalance so you need to figure all that stuff out yeah. vitamin deficiencies sometimes that's a big factor but almost you know, like a holistic the- Center a holistic, for yes. Yeah. To have a place that actually responds to your need in the way that we know we must treat addiction, which is to look at the whole person, yeah. their their brain, their body, their digestive system, their nervous system, yeah. their relational maps, their, that leaky gut. Their, <laughs> their attachment. <laughs> well, for sure. That's no joke. No, it's not a joke. But where I worked for medical administration, that was my guy's specialty was leaky gut yeah. syndrome. Because substance use disorders tend to create more problems digestively, but also if you have trauma, that creates problems with your digestion, all that. And that's, of course, second brain stuff where your digestion and your healthy flora and fauna in your digestive uh, digestion actually helps Wait, to regulate. Fa- there's fauna in our digestive system well, too? Well, that's just what I call it. That's just oh. what I call it. Your healthy bacteria. Maybe that's called fauna. I I genuinely don't know. But the problem is you could have really healthy gut bacteria, but then if you're struggling with a substance use disorder, sometimes those substances make your lining too thin. And so that good bacteria leaks leaks into yeah. your body and then that causes inflammation it's just a it just becomes this series of events that that kind of build on each other so the idea being you would you would be able to go into one place and even coming forward to get help is such a brave step but yeah. then you wouldn't have to go to one place and then go to another place and another place oh. another place so anyway yeah. i'm in a series of meetings Wait, hold trying on. can to- i just say that is the best idea i have heard of in a very long time. I am so well, pumped for you. And I so hope that that becomes reality. It's just very complicated with getting certified or accredited with all the different accrediting bodies for all the different things we'd need to do. But I am definitely wanting to do it the way it would be official. So anyway, we'll see. I'm really passionate about detox being done comfortably 
Mm. and in a healthy, non-shame-based way, and then stepping down, stepping down to the next level of care in a way that is sensitive to the nervous system damage that has already been happening. Even if your only trauma is the trauma that comes with addiction, but typically the addiction is the predecessor is the trauma. And so the issue is always with addiction, you know, get to the pain, not just treat the addiction. So that is my dream that it's really a trauma center, but primarily for people who have coped with their trauma in the additionally traumatizing way, which is addiction. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what yeah, else so- I think would be so crucial for that center that I believe is going to become a reality one day? What? Is trauma-competent, trained, uh, administrative and receptionist staff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For the sure. amount of times that I've gone into a doctor's office and they can see in my file that I get Schedule 8 medications prescribed semi-frequently, and they are just... They are horrible. They're oh, sure. totally even centered and totally they like look at you like you're from another planet and like they should call the cops yes. right now. Even pharmacies, right? Yeah, and pharmacies. Oh my word. Yeah, I remember when I tried to get your medication after your surgery and they were and you know, you just felt like yeah, a criminal. they asked you if I'd been in a horrible car accident. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that? They yeah. they said, "What happened?" <laughs> I was like, um, do I have to tell you what happened? I know. Because this like, feels like this an additional an question. question. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, oh. I mean, I can tell you, but is that required to get this medication? Because I need to get it to her. Yeah. But anyway, also yeah. not to swing too far the other way and project like pity sympathy on the person. Oh, like yeah. I don't need your, I don't need you to judge me and shame me, but I also don't need you to feel really bad for me. Like I'm here. I am. I'm here. This is how I'm handling it in a healthy medically prescribed way and this is what my body needs and i need you to just treat me like i'm a normal person like good absolutely night. so yeah. i went to that little brainstorming session which was quite inspiring and exciting and then i went to hobby lobby and got the room divider for my hot water tank. a big achievement in itself yeah and then i came home and i edited my comedy that i just did my third event, uh, stand-up comedy, and met my goals of not looking at my notes. I'm so proud of you for doing that. 30 minutes of material, and so I'm editing those down into little snippets that I can share. I cannot believe you are also a stand-up comedian. Is there anything you can't do? She speaks at conferences. She's a therapist for so many different things. She does restorative justice. She's a stand-up comedian. Here's what I can't do. I can't make our podcast. I can't. Well, (laughs) well, cook. (laughs) Yeah, or clean. I can't clean. I hate laundry. Yeah, and I can't. In the superstar region, she's killing it. In the basic wife and mom skills, (laughs) she's yeah. I got some. I I do have some growth areas for sure. I also can't. I can't make this podcast. Listen, listeners, if you're listening and enjoy our podcast, please go and like and subscribe to our podcast and give us a rating. Because that is a goal on my list of goals is for our podcast to become. Now, granted, this episode in particular does not have a ton of content, but we're coming to you with more content. We have plans. Plus, as a special treat, as a special treat, I personally will promise that mom will send us a picture of her hot water heater divider and I will post it on our on our social media pages. Okay, for sure. I'll do the before and after. And that way, when you guys are there looking at the room divider, you can also follow us. Well, the other thing I want to show you is how I was down there in the cinder block basement that you know uh-huh. where I have my little it's a little bit of a depressing area. basement uh-huh. especially and ever I since decided, OB isn't down there anymore and I'm I was gone. looking at the cinder blocks and I was thinking why are the cinder blocks 
so bothersome. And I thought, well, what could I do? And so I just bought some little mosaic tiles and I bought Aww. some little mirror tiles and I glued them all up onto the, and it looks cute. We'll, I'll send we'll you a do a whole too. little collage. We'll do a whole little Sounds good. slideable, slideable slideshow there on our social media of mom's Sounds new good. partially, partially DIY remodeled basement. We just want to say thank you, listeners. And I thank you, Anna, for being with us. It's so wonderful to hear us be able to be talking again together. Thank you also for for doing this with me. I'm so, it really helps me feel like I'm still living near you or still close to you at least, which is one of my biggest woes living in this island country is not being with you. Really, it's my only yes. woe. It was hard saying goodbye. Also, donuts. Oh, my word. This country does not know how to do donuts or bagels. Holy cow. Their bagels are awful. Wow. We need well, Andy and Kim Mather to come down here and start a bagel shop. They've already got one going in which country? In which state? Virginia? In which country? The Bagel and I. The Bagel and I. Is what it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the parents in- of the guy who did our intro. You would have heard his voice. Oh, actually, Andy Mather is in our intro also. He's the one who does yes. the disclaimer. Yeah, <laughs> the very lengthy, the very lengthy disclaimer. Yeah. And you will hear Isaac when we do the outro. That's their son. And he also just performed before thousands and thousands of people there at Liberty University and did his song Deja Vu. So make sure to download that on iTunes. He's he is advancing, Anna. He's way ahead of us in the popularity realm. Well, I must say. He's got a lot of talent. So it makes he sense. Does. <laughs> he does. He does. So thank you, listeners. Thank you for being with us. And I am Kim. I am the mom signing off. And I'm Anna. I'm the daughter. And we really hope to see you next time. Thanks for sticking with us. Bye. Thank you guys for joining us today. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Anna and Kim on the new series, Not Ideal, But We're Going With It. Also, check out their new website at www.notideal.net.